Okay, we recording now. Wait a minute. How did I forget that? I was just going. So let me read Joshua chapter 3. I just uh, pressed record, so welcome to the underground, a place to hear the word of God before you go six feet underground. Who am I? I'm just the voice of one calling out in the wilderness of America. In 2024, I'm still saying repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. When you come in, God, greet, greet people too. I don't say what's up to the family. Don't be walking up in here like you walking into the VIP session in the club. Put your head down. Don't be walking up in here bougie like that. Say what's up to everybody. Yeah, greet people. I be seeing people walk in church like that. I be like, they act like they at the club. Joshua 3, verse 5. Joshua said, he told the people, consecrate yourselves. See? For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things amongst you. Get your heart right. Basically, Joshua's telling the people, hey, God about to show up. Get this stuff in order. Clean up. Yeah, clean, clean the top. You know how it is when, when you, uh, let me take it to the streets and go ahead and take y'all back to what y'all used to do. Let me just say that. I pray it's what you used to do. You know when you had somebody coming over? Guess what you used to do to your house? You used to consecrate it. You used to clean the toilets, right? Get all behind the toilets. Make sure they don't be like, oh, he, he dirty. He peeing on his toilet. You used to get all the hair up out the sink, ladies. Why? What you was doing? You want to make sure you consecrated yourself for the company that you was you had coming over. You, you sprayed for breeze down, right? Put some clean sheets on your bed. All these things you did. Why? Because you was consecrating yourself for your company. You wanted them to see you in a in a in a great light. You want to present it yourself as clean, as something that they can come over and relax. You wanted them to do what? Be comfortable. Touch a neighbor and say, comfortable. Right? You wanted them to take them shoes off and put them toes in they in the couch. You know what I'm talking about, fellas? You wanted <laughs> you wanted <laughs> oh God. You wanted them to be comfortable. Why? You had to consecrate yourself for all that. Yeah, people ain't taking their shoes off when it, it look like it's roaches who spend a night there. Mm-mm. People ain't taking their shoes off when the, the back of the toilet, it got yellow crust stains on there. They like, uh-uh. I can't, uh-uh. I ain't spending the night over here. They don't want to be over there. And so why do we expect God to want to visit our temple and it's all it's all loaded down with X pills and loaded down with Sirach and loaded down with evil thoughts and hatred and bitter. And we talking about God know my heart. I'm friends with God. Oh, uh, he ain't. No. -uh. Did you forget God is holy? consecrate yourself before God come and talk to you. Get yourself together. Check your background out. Clean all that up out. Get up under that bed like my mama used to say. You ain't clean up in here. Yeah, move that rug. Pull that bed out. Throw them shoot. Wait a minute. Let me get up under there. See, and so that's what God, that's what this word is coming to do. It's coming to uh, expect, <laughs> coming to expect your cleaning, you know, 
So don't take it. Don't don't be. Don't take it personal, Monica. Don't take it personal. This is just the word of God to train you, to correct you, and sometimes gotta rebuke you. But it's our love, though, right? All right, all right. Let's get started, though. So I want y'all to do. Listen, 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 listen to me. If you if you got something going on, man, I, I promise you, say, hey, let me hold off on that real quick, because this word right here is go. It's, it it got to change the generation. It's going to shift the culture. What, man, what you talking about? What kind of what? It's strictly from the word of God, but it's going to shift the culture. It's going to shift all this falsehood, fakeness. It's going to shift it. All right? Now, Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 10 and verse 10. I'm going to read that verse real quick. What that verse say? What that verse say? It say, and that you may put a difference between holy and unholy, between unclean and clean, to the gatekeepers. I'm talking to you guys and to those who would be listening in the future. Hey, you're going to have to start putting the difference between what's holy and what's unholy. You're going to have to be that voice in the church and say, wait a minute. Wait a minute, and God, God will begin to show you and expose you of those things. When you begin to consecrate yourself, my brothers and sisters, God will begin to expose you of what holiness is and what's unholy. What's clean? What's unclean? You will begin to be the voice for your generation for that. And this voice needs it. The church of this generation needs your voice to let them know that ain't clean. That's not supposed to be in the house of God. I don't care how many visitors it brings. I don't care how popular it makes you. I don't care how many clicks you may get. That's not supposed to be in the house of God. That's going to be up to you guys. Yeah, it's going to be up to you guys. Sister Williams tired. And truth be told, these young kids ain't listening. Yeah, so you need to start asking God, God, give me the authority and the lifestyle to back up my words so when I speak, they listen. And I shift the culture with my voice. Mm-hmm. That's you. Let me read another verse to you. We're going to be going through a lot of verses. Uh, if you want to write them down, write them down. If you want to follow me along, follow me along. Or you can just come, just listen right now, come back and listen to it and study these scriptures for yourself. Ezekiel chapter 44 and verse 23. They are to teach my people. Who is they? You. You, you leaders of this generation. They are to teach my people the difference between what's holy and what's common, what's common, what, what you just see every day, what's just common to the people. That My people need to teach them, hey, this is what God is, and that's what's common. That's what the people do. That's what America do. That's what the world do. But this over here, this how God moves. He say, my people need to teach people that. They need to teach the youth that. And show them how to distinguish what's 
clean and unclean. You're going to have to show people, hey, this is clean. These are the things of God. This over here, this is not the things of God. But they shall already know that they don't. How do I know that? Because we didn't know that. We had to learn this. And if we've been walking with God for, you, let me keep reading scripture. Let's go to, uh, now I'm going to go to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 11. It says, there is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain. Especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. Talking about the generation that we're in now. We don't understand what's holy. We don't understand what's unclean. We don't understand what shouldn't be in a church. Why? Because God is saying we are spiritually dull and we don't want to listen to the things of God. You're going to have to teach that to these children. Yeah, we, 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 we can't keep passing the responsibility to bishop, to pastor. No, 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 no. God is going to send you people that you're going to have to teach. They are spiritually dumb, my brothers and sisters. In verse 12, well, why I got to teach it? Because check this out. He says, because you have been believers so long. You've been talking about you believe. You've been saying you, I grew up in the church. And I went to church. I was, I've been a Christian since I was 20. Or I've been a Christian since my teenage. Well, God say, well, it's time for you to teach. Well, what did I say that? Let me keep reading. You have been believers so long. I'm in verse 12, Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Why are you not teaching others? Why are you not correcting others? Why are you not rebuking others? Is the only time you teach is when you say, well, we ain't all, we ain't perfect. That's the only time you open your mouth and teach. To say, when well, we ain't perfect, we all fall short of the glory of God. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm not letting y'all get off the hook like that. That cannot be your only message. That been your same message for the past 20 years. Well, we all fall short. Your, your message been, God know we ain't perfect. I'm going to need you to start cultivating and asking God to give you a new message in 2024 so you can teach the people. That's what we're doing right now. You're beginning. God is finna birth. Oh yeah. Praise God. God is finna birth a new message in your belly. So you can begin to teach the people he's finna bring into your life. Let me tell you something, my brothers and sisters. You shouldn't be in constant communication with anybody if they're not a disciple of yours. Ah, I'm going to say that again. Anybody who's in constant communication with me, I'm going to put myself out there. And I'm going to just speak for myself. But I want you to follow me as I follow Christ, my brothers and sisters. Anybody who is in constant communication with me, they got to be a disciple. I'm in, I, yeah, we go talk, but at the meantime, I'm in, I'm, I'm encouraging, 
I'm prompting. I'm teaching the ways of Christ. You can't been talking to somebody for the last four years and they don't know anything about God. They don't know the holy standards of God. What y'all talking about? What kingdom are you trying to progress? Nah, nah. We we let that now. Nah, see, that's what I'm saying. We've been letting that go too long. So he said, hey, y'all should be teaching others. And but he said, instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. And basically, the stories that I hear, the videos that I'm seeing. God, this is what God, hey, we need to teach the basic things again, son. Because I guess people are forgetting basic principles of what my church should look like. And guess what? You guys going to have to teach that too. Because the youth coming up, they don't know. I'm telling you, they have no idea. I'm, I, I teach the youth every Sunday. I got one of my youth brothers in here right now. We got to teach them the basic fundamentals of what God is calling us to be. The basic fundamentals. Before we talk to them about money, before we talk to them about education, before we talk to them about who they go marry, before we talk to them about anything else, we got to start teaching them the basic fundamentals of what it takes to walk with God. And we got to start that immediately. Right? So he says things about God's word. I, I already, I already, Jay, I already know. I told you you're going to be a soldier, boy. You just in boot camp right now. Yeah, he in boot camp, though. And he now already know we got to, I'm going to train him hard. Because the devil, why? Coming hard. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't finna train you soft because I already know how this devil moves. Yeah, I ain't going to take it easy on you because I promise you, yeah, these devils and these demons, nah, they ain't trying to take it easy on none of y'all. So what it look like me taking it easy on you, letting you relax, letting you chill? Nah, I can't do that. Yeah, I I, I, I get convicted. Some men, me tell me, nah, nah, encourage him more, son. Push him harder, son. Nah, they getting complacent. Nah, they getting comfortable. Push him. Make them know this ain't no game. So there, yeah. None, none but soldiers. None but raw soldiers ready to cut off any demon neck that come near us. Slaughter. Anyway. So look at he he then this is what he said. He said the basic things about God. He said, You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. I'm 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 seeing that right now with my newborn. <laughs> it, he basically saying you always got to be on the breast and when you take it off you eh, 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 they told me about myself they told me I had to stop doing this that's how you sound like a newborn baby nah not if you've been walking with God for 20 and 10 and Five years, man, you got to start. What's up? You got to at least start eating some vegetables, some baby food, at least. But you only searching for churches that you can be on the breast. You want preachers that preach milk. And when people start 
bringing solid food your way, you get you get offended by it. So how are you going to teach the next generation how to eat solid food if you haven't eaten none? Please explain that. You might as well have spiritual dentures. Anyways, verse 13. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. That's why we're not able to discern what's holy and what's unholy. He tells us, you still on the milk. So you should you should know what should be in the church. You should know who should be on leadership role. You should know who should be up there preaching. You should know who should be up there leading worship. You should know. But because you're still going over the basic fundamentals and you're still dealing with basic things of this spiritual warfare, you don't know what is right. There's a way to seem right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. See, you're right, it's ended in death. Year after year after year after year. Proverbs 14 tells us that, by the way. Right? So, there's a way that seems right, but God is talking about thinking right, discerning right. You don't know how to do those things because you're still on the milk. And when I try to give you solid food, you bag bag, little O. And you tell the word of God, give me 50 feet. <laughs> ah, the Holy Spirit is uh, flowing now. Verse 14, solid food is for those who are mature. I see a lot of people talking their mature talk because they got them a little education. They got them a little house. They got them a little car that barely stay on full. And they talk that mature talk. But babies in the spiritual realm, please sit down. I told you that's the message today. Sit down somewhere. Stop it. Stop it. You got a couple investments, but you haven't invested in the kingdom. You're still a baby. And to those who know what's right and wrong in the spirit, we see right through it. You're still a baby. Sit down and come eat this. Matter of fact, let me cut it up for you. Here, let me cut this steak up for you and these potatoes and this carrot. And these broccolis. You know what babies do when you try to feed them vegetables and solid food. What they <laughs> until you give them the breast, that's when they want to calm down. Shout out to my newborn. <laughs> but I'm telling you, that's where we at right now with the church. How do you know we at that? Because the things. That's unholy. That's going on in the presence of God right now, my brothers and sisters. It shouldn't even be taking place. It shouldn't even be taking place in the presence of God like that. Why? Because we are no, we consecrate ourselves before we even enter his presence like that. You don't roll up on God like that, man. 
You can't roll up on no celebrity like that. You can't roll up on no uh, president like that. So what makes we think we can just roll up to God like that? Nah, nah, we got to teach these young folks. Yeah, we got to teach these young folks. And truth be told, we got to teach uh, the older generation too. But that's what makes you a leader. That's what makes you a leader. I'm talking to leaders right now. Who? So how do we, uh, how, how do solid food make us mature? When we talk about food, we're talking about this word of God, though. Some of y'all think I'm not talking about uh steak 48. Come on now. Y'all hungry. I'm talking about the food. The, the word of God is our food. You know, so, so who through training, training, have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. You see how this word is just balancing itself out from Ezekiel, from Leviticus. Now it's just balanced itself out all the way over here in Hebrews. Same word. Same mission, same goal. We still trying to, he's still saying this, when we become mature, it trains us to recognize, oh, okay, that's holy. That's holy. Okay, they are, yeah, they've they been called by God. Wait a minute, that's just talent. Yeah, I know I'm crying, but that's just talent. They just gifted. Because if they was anointed and, 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 and called by God, they would have called me up out of the scene that I was in. But because they not anointed and called by God, I cried over the song, but I'm still going back to doing what I do. See, the anointed breaks the yoke. Do you understand me, leaders? The anointed breaks the yokes. When you speak, they go back and they think about the situation that they're in. They go and have a wrestling match with God. Because the anointed that you carry begins to break the bondage and the lifestyle that they're in. You don't get them hype. This is not a hype show. I'm not a hype man. No, I come to break yokes. I come to break bondage. I come to devour the enemy. That's what the anointing does. And that is what you're going to be trained to recognize. Hey, you're going to be trained to recognize that right now in the name of Jesus. I speak that over your life right now. Hebrews chapter six, it says, so let us stop going over these basic teachings about Christ again and again. I don't want to have to visit this in 2025. Mm -mm. Hey, there are certain uh, bondages. Listen to me, leaders. There are certain bondages, trials, hiccups, sin that you deal with in 2023. Uh, let's not go back over that again and again. I keep telling you, some of y'all walks are just like the Lil 90 songs. Back, back, forth and forth. Come on. You going back, back, forth and forth. That's some of y'all. That's your whole lifestyle of this walk with Christ. Come on, we need momentum. We're not finna keep going back over these teachings over and over again. And I told, hey, and, and and let and let the older folks know. Don't come asking me these ABC one two three questions about Christ. 
You think God would let me get in even if I pop one pill? Man, if you were gone with that after-school program question, what you think God think about if I roll a, a blunt like just on uh, Saturday? You think he'll be mad? I can't go over these questions with you. Matter of fact, let me go ahead and give you over to my daughter. <laughs> She'll answer that question for you. We're not going over that. We're rebuking those people. We're telling them quickly, you go get right with God and come back with me with some better questions. Go read the Bible. We're not finna go over there. We got too much stuff we got to do. We got territories we got to take over in the spirit realm. And you worried about a sweep sweeps. Shout out the money talk. Okay, it say, let us go on. See, I, hey, the word is speaking before I even speak. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. You got to have an understanding. You got to already have an understanding about some of these things you're dealing with. You don't got to pray. Well, pray about God. You already know what God wants for that. Wasting uh uh these the saints' time praying over uh fruitless things, praying over things that you already know the answers for. Come on now, don't waste our time like that, leaders. When we come praying together, we're praying for things to be shaken in the spirit. We're praying for the Holy Spirit to fall down. We in the upper room praying that the presence of God, you know, come just come rush up on us, God. We over here praying about phone bills and rent, car notes, boyfriend situation. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Hey, leaders, get in an order. I'll sit down somewhere with all that. This is a spiritual thing. We ain't worried about all that fleshly stuff. Take that fleshly stuff and lay it down at the altar. You don't bring flesh to God. See, I'm all, oh, man. Yeah, we about to. I got. We got to preach this word. We got to let people know they bringing their fleshly stuff out to God. Mm. Have a mature in our understanding. What I need from you is understanding. So easy as one, two, three. Understanding is what I need. That's what God is looking for from you leaders. But you know what? You don't even know. You just want to do what you want to do. <laughs> Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds. We got to keep going over telling people, repent of that lifestyle. Repent of that mouth. Repent of that attitude. Repent, repent, repent. We got to keep saying these things. Why? Because as I look at the culture, people not repenting. If you're wondering why he always talking about repent, every time we get on the underground, repent, repent, repent. Okay, we get it. No, you don't. You don't. Mm-mm. Until God say we get it, we no, nah, we don't get it. Repentance is just not a one-time thing, my brothers and sisters. It is a lifestyle. Matthew says, hey, keep repentance and producing fruits. 
See, when you have a lifestyle of repentance, your life, it just produce fruits, produce fruits, produce fruits of the kingdom of God. That's all you're doing. You produce, you produce, you produce, you produce, you produce, you produce. See, when you have a lifestyle of being a hooper, when you get on the court, you produce points, you produce assists, you produce rebounds. You produce steals. When you have a lifestyle of being a football player, when you get on that field, you produce yards, you produce touchdowns, you produce sacks, you produce interception. Why? Because you have a lifestyle. If you have a lifestyle of repentance, my brothers and sisters, you will produce kingdom fruits constantly. I don't know why these songs are coming. I'm just, I just, I feel like I just got to connect with you guys, right? Okay, that was really, I, I promise you, that was just the introduction. That was just the introduction. Mm -hmm. So, one of the things, first thing I need us to understand, if we got leaders up there, my brothers and sisters, and everybody who's, uh, you know, want to be a leader, you're going to be the gatekeepers, find out do they believe uh, in, in being born again. I know we don't hear this 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 word that much no more because I, I guess all you got to do is just raise your hand and, 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 and come to the front and say hello to the church and I, I guess you and in, in, in God's family but uh wait a minute before you get up there and worship wait a minute baby let me come here come yeah I, I heard you know how to sing that's cute but come here are you born again mm -hmm. uh, hey 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 brother come here yeah, I heard you preaching. I heard you, 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 you live with it. You, you can quote scriptures like it ain't nobody. But come here. Are you born again? What do you mean by that? John chapter three and verse three. Jesus answered him, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I don't care if you came into some spiritual enlightenment. I don't care what uh, uh, school you went to, seminary school you went to. Have you been born again? And I'm going to know if you've been born again. Why? Because I have discernment to know what's right and wrong. I'm going to discern where your fruit at. I can discern the anointed between talent, baby. Have you been born again? I don't care if you can make a crowd crunk. I don't care how many people you can bring into the church. Have you been born again? And do you believe in that? Come on. John chapter 1 and verse 12 says, But to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, what name is that? Jesus. Jesus, he gave the right to become the children of God. Have you did that? Wait a minute. Are you a child of the devil? Because in 2024, we about to see a lot of devils being exposed in them pulpits. Why? Because God's telling you, hey, it's best you go. He giving them a chance to go sit down somewhere. But because of the clout, because of the attention, because of the money, because of the fame, because of the women, because some of these brothers, because of the man, they love being in front of the people. 
So God go send them down. Are you born again? John chapter three and verse five. Look at these uh, verses that, that, that Jesus is making it so clear to us. But but we're going over basic fundamentals real quick. Not real quick. We're going to take some time with this. Let me tell you, speaking of time, I, I watched the Harvard and a Princeton study. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> Just be, put it on uh, mute. Hey, baby. That's my baby. She crying. Oh, daddy love you. Anyway, I watched the uh, Harvard and Princeton study about some things. Let me tell y'all, they be in those classes for two to three hours debating, going over all type of physics and science and books. And I, and I just watched it because I wanted to see. And I say, see, we got to get our minds there. We got to get our tolerance there. See, this, that's why them people, that's why them people ruling the world right now. That's why them people got high positions in high places. They don't mind learning, going over these things, studying. You understand what I'm saying? So I, I ain't going to rush through this tonight because this is, I'm telling you, this right here going to shift the coach. Now I was saying in John chapter 3 and verse 5, it says, Jesus answers, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water in the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Look at God just letting it be clear. Letting it be known. Come on. Ask these people, wait a minute. Are you born again? All right, let's keep moving and grooving. We got to make sure the leaders, whoever on leadership, whoever ministering to us. See, because right now we have ministers. And because they're not in the spirit of Christ, man, they, they probably up there ministering a homosexual spirit. They probably up there ministering a lustful spirit. They probably up there ministering greed spirit. They are. Yeah, you know they delivering that spirit all over the uh, church. The church is full of people just want looking for money, looking for ways to make money. Why? Because that's the ministers we have up there. Why? Because we not discerning. If they sound good, make us feel good, we amen it. No, we can't do that no more. Why? Because God doesn't like this, man. That's that stuff God don't like. So, hey, leaders, let we need to check these people. Hey, is Jesus the only way for you? Yeah, come, uh-uh, come here. Oh, oh, yeah, that was a good sermon. Hey, is Jesus the only way, or do you believe in other gods? Because a lot of these speakers, they just, I'm telling you, there's a lot of spiritual enlightenment going on. And if you're not careful, let me tell you who had a lot of enlightenment, the devil. Do you understand he came as an angel of the light? He can come appear to you as an angel of the light. He was, he was illuminated. Illuminated. That's where they get that Illuminati from. But he was illuminated. So all this spiritual enlightenment that's coming to us and, oh, we got this, we got a uh, new revelation. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 uh-uh. What, what new revelation you talking about? Let me tell you, John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one, and I mean no one, 
comes to the Father except through me. Do you believe that Jesus is the only way? Well, now nah, I believe God has different ways. He can uh uh step down. Uh uh, you can't preach. No uh, you ain't preaching to the kids. Nope, you ain't preaching to the congregation. Wait a minute, what's wrong? What, what's the problem? Uh uh, we need to call a meeting. That's gonna be you. What what you want us to do that? Uh yeah, I need y'all to start turning over tables in these churches. Flipping things over. He can't preach today. He said he don't believe Jesus the only way. We can't have, have these spirits ministering to us. Listen, you remember in uh, Matthew chapter 4, uh, the devil took Jesus to the highest temple. i never forget when I read that God showed me. See, the devil can place people in high places in the temple. I never forget when I when God showed me that. He got position in these temples. He he placing people. He placing his people. See, Jezebel had over 850 prophets eating at her table. And you know, she got influence to put people in places that she need to put. Yeah, you go to that. Yeah, go to over there. Go on ahead and, you know, feed them my doctrine. And you go over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Feed them my doctrine. I give you influence. I give you clout. I I I have people visiting your church so they can be like, ooh, he must be, he must be fat. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. That's what y'all be doing in the uh the the the, the pulpits. X. 4 and 12, and there is salvation in no one else. No one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. What, hey, how you feel about that verse, preacher? Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I say, how you feel about that? Do you feel like Muhammad? What, what, what you think? Do you think, but what you know, during the week, are you doing yoga with Buddha? If you is, come, sit on down. I don't need you ministering no Buddha spirit in here. I don't need you talking about I don't, I don't know what Tina Turner was saying, but we can't have that in the church. Sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. And anybody who watched that movie, I don't know what Tina Turner was putting in, out there in the uh, atmosphere, but we rebuked that. <laughs> we rebuked that spirit. I don't know what she was doing with them beads, but we rebuke all that. No, no, sir, we don't. That ain't tongue talking. And we, <laughs> oh, no. Tell somebody say, oh, no. I didn't do something to you, baby. I don't know. Hey, First Timothy 2, 5. For there is one God, and there is one mediator. See what we going to do about that. You got an answer to that, preacher. Congregation, everybody in the church. He's saying there's only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Who believe in that? Raise your hand. I need the uh, uh the whole church. Raise your hand. Let me see. And whoever don't raise your hand, come up, come over here. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let me show you scripture. Yeah, I need to know what what you up in here for. You a wolf? What you sneaking up in here for? You a wolf? You don't believe in Jesus? You really a black country? Oh, okay. You really don't even like, okay, okay, okay. And that's that's what's happening. 
And we can go on and on about Jesus being the only way, but these are fundamental things. Fundamental things that we need to teach our kids. And guess what? You go have to teach the church. Who, me? Yes, you, you. I'm talking to you leaders. God has sent me here to command, encourage you, to tell you it's up to you. You're going to have to preach this and teach this. Well, I ain't no preach. I'm talking about uh, teach it when you, when you uh, got kids around you. Preach it on your job. Preach it at your, your, uh, your family banquets, reunions, football. I don't know. Just let it be known. It's going to come up. Trust me. It's going to come up. Why? The sign and wonders will follow. Okay? You can't be dipping into these other gods, man. And I'm telling y'all, there's so many professed leaders in the church right now as we speak. They dipping into these other gods, man. You can... You can tell in their worship and their lifestyles and the way, just the way people moving. Wait, that's a no. I'm God way move a holy man and a holy woman. They just move different. You can tell, but you know why we can't tell? Because we don't know the basic fundamentals of this thing, man. Okay, let's keep moving and grooving. Come on, stay with me. Stay with me. You ain't tired. You ain't sleepy. Talking about you got to get up and go to work. You better get this word, cause this word will make you uh uh work 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 and work. This word is the breakfast for champions. This word is the lunch for champions. This word is the dinner for champions. This what champions eat. Yeah, we eat some old food, but really we 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 eating the word. That's what fuels us. Hey, the leaders, the worship leaders, anybody who's in leadership role, we must check. We must see, do you believe in the word of God? Or do you think it's some man wrote it? Do you think it's been contaminated with? See that little spirit there? This, this little spirit that's going around? Well, I think I, some of the Bible true, but some of it, uh, sit down. Mm-mm. Mm -mm. You're not finna minister that spirit in the church. And we're going to have to begin to check that spirit. God revealed to them that the word of God is your word. But you know what I've learned? See, there's people with that little hard-headed spirit right there. That God just let you think like that. That's your judgment. You have a, you have a mind that thinks like that. That is your judgment. And you will never get to reap the benefits of God's word while you having that mindset. That you think some man, I can't believe when I hear that, that we think a man, all the crustiness of that man, of the man, I'm talking about just mankind in general, the evilness in man, the lacking man, we think that they can write such a beautiful book such as the word of God. 
Oh man, your mind is already contaminated and already it may be a reprobate mind for you to even think that. And I want you to know, God takes his word very seriously. So if you if you have talked like that, like that, excuse me. Yeah, I, I advise you to repent of that and say, God, I was talking ignorant. I was talk, I was mad, you know. The man at the job made me mad, and so I was just mad, God, but I ain't mean it. Yeah, that'll be best for you. And go sit down somewhere. Go sit down somewhere. But do you believe in the word of God? I don't need to hear about another book you read, preacher. If you want to talk to me about a book you read, hey, create a book club on Tuesday. I come to that. I may come to that if the game ain't on. But please, when you up there preaching the word of God, keep your books, keep your philosophy, and your Greek words. Look, I get it. I, I see that you're studying. But we up in here, we, we barely graduated high school. We don't know what you're talking about. We don't know what you're talking about when you say all that Hebrew and Greek stuff. We don't know. We don't know. Just preach the word of God to us. But we have got people in the pulpit. They preaching philosophies to us. They pre uh, preaching uh, ways to uh, start a business, ways to get money, ways to date, ways to be single. Man, man, oh, gosh. How do we be righteous? How do we walk with God? How, how, how? How do I stay out of bondage? How do I fight these demons? How do I stay pure? Quit talking to me about fleshly things. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, for the word of God is living and active. Do you believe that, preacher? That the word that you're reading to us, that is living and active, worship leader, do you believe that? That is living and active. Matter of fact, you don't have to tell me. I'm going to see and discern if it's living and active in your life. Don't say nothing. I'm going to just watch. See, that's what an anointed person can do. God gives you anointing to see if the word is living and active in somebody's life. Talk to him, God. Hey, it's sharp. The word is going to be sharp. And guess what? If the word is sharp, guess what you're going to be? Sharp. <laughs> no game. Yeah, when I walk in the room, I cut. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, when I speak, I cut. I don't try to do it. No, 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 no. I ain't trying to do this. Now, she ain't trying to do that. It's because the word is in her. It's sharp. It makes her sharp. You think she being sharp with you. It's just in her to be sharp. Why? Because the word is sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. When, 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 when. When we put a sharp believer next to a common believer, it automatically slice and dice their life apart. You don't even got to say anything. Them standing next to you, you already cutting them up. You ever be around somebody? Check it out. I'm I, I know I'm talking to people in here when I say this because I, I, 
all the people I know up in here, they fly. Yeah, I, I met all all y'all personally, and I, and I and I love that God uh put y'all uh in my in, in my path to teach y'all. Cause I everybody in here was flying the world, so it, I know it's costing you to lay down your life. Right. But you ever be around somebody, this is how you know that you got that spirit of sharpness in you. You just need to sharpen it a little bit more in the spirit realm. OK, I'm encouraging you to do that. But this is how you know you got that spirit of sharpness in you. You ever go around somebody, you just walk in and you see them fixing themselves. <laughs> hey, come on now. You, you see them, they, 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 you walk in the room and everybody get to fixing themselves and they, they, they do the hair movements and he try to fix his clothes and pull his shirt down and try to see if he got wrinkles all in it. You know why? You got a sharp spirit. <laughs> you get that from your daddy. Yeah, you get it from your daddy. <laughs> you got a sharp spirit. I'm going to need you to go ahead and sharpen it a little bit more for the kingdom of God, though. Okay, so it's a two-edged sword, piercing. When you talk, it pierces people. When you speak, it's it, it just pierces people. When you come around, they don't say it's just they get pierced. They look at your life from a distance, and they yeah, it's piercing to their soul. Like I, I should be there. I should be. I should be there where she is. I should be doing. It's piercing. Your life is piercing to people. Man of God, woman of God. Mm-hmm. Hey, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. Oh, let me finish reading that. Piercing to the division of soul, in of spirit, of joints, and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and attention of the heart. Something in your heart, something in your heart. A man of God and woman of God exposes those things. When a man of God and a woman of God is living those words, walking in this word, this sharp word, this living and active word, hey, uh, they don't be around. They don't get tricked. They don't get fooled. Why? Because the uh, the devil within you becomes exposed, and we see it. We're like, oh, okay. I already see what you. I already see what you. You remember when uh the Titanic video, the Titanic movie, and she went to the uh, she went to the, she had the chain in her hand, and she walked, and she dropped the chain, and she made that noise like. That's what we do when we see that devil exposed. <laughs> I don't know if y'all remember that part in Titanic. I don't know why I be I remember them foolish parts. But she walked and she said, We were we you get exposed. I don't know why, baby. I don't know why I remember that part. You get exposed. And I'm telling you, let that when they get exposed, my brothers and sisters, let it die. When somebody comes and expose the devil in you, hey, praise God for it and then kill it. Say, God, thank you for exposing it and then kill it. Put it away. Stop being mad that the, the demons are being exposed. Stop being mad that your anger is being exposed. Stop being mad that your lust is being exposed. Yes, rebuke it. 
Get away from here. Flee. But you know what you're doing to the devil? You know what you're doing to all that lust in you? You're doing just like uh, what was uh, what, the Titanic lady? She, you, you trying to wake it up like she was trying to. You trying to wake the devil back up? <laughs> it's cold. It's hard. Stop trying to work, work these sleeping devils up. You will kill it one, one week and two weeks you're doing good and then you go wake it back up. Stop it. And I mean stop it. God is telling you to stop it. Sit down somewhere. Oh. Uh, listen, this is going to be a tough one. Hey, hold on. If you go be a leader, these next two may be tough for you, but I gotta, I gotta do it. If you go be a leader in the church, listen to me, my brothers and sisters. If these young people are inspiring to be a leader, we're gonna have to let them know. If you have a lifestyle of fornication, sit down somewhere until you get it right. You gotta sit down until you get it right, baby. Come on. Hey, sister, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. I know. I know. I know God working on you, baby. I know. It's We all have been there. But you're going to have to sit down right now because I don't need you to witness that freaky spirit all over the congregation, baby. Come on. Sit down somewhere. Yeah, come on. Come on. It's okay. You can sit up front with me. Matter of fact, put this little towel over you because why your dress all small, baby? You can't get up there like that. If you want to be a leader, if you want to be up there singing and preaching, you can't have a lifestyle. No, you just can't. Well, what you mean? Let's go ahead and get in this word. Let's go ahead and get in it. I got I got just a couple. It say 1 Thessalonians 4.3. It say, for this is the will of God, your sanctification. This is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. That you don't be a freak. In, in, in hood terms, okay? That you don't be a buzz down. In hood terms, okay? This is the will of God for your life. One thing a lot of people, uh, when, when, when dealing with, uh, uh, you know, the youth and dealing with, uh, people in, you know, uh, prison and just different ministries God has me dealing with. That That's one of the things I always got to try to uh, let people know, which it can be tough, but sometimes we want to ask God for all this and that and that and all these type of things. But when we got to deal with the basic thing. God be like, hey, go ahead and take care of that first. The, the will of God from your life right now is uh, closing them legs, baby. Yeah, go ahead and uh stop uh knocking her down. Yeah, that's the will of God right now. I mean, I don't got too much prayer about nothing else. What is God saying to me, man? Uh, you know, abstain. Mm-hmm. Oh, that you know that 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 sword I was just talking about. I can cut right now. I feel like. 
it, these are the things we got to do. In Jude chapter one and verse seven, Jude, what that said? Follow me. Just as Sodom and Gomorrah in the surrounding cities, which likewise indulge in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desires, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. This is why God is saying we got to abstain. See, these are certain sin, my brothers and sisters, that you undergo punishment of eternal fire i know we don't want to talk about that you know talk about hell sometimes but uh a lifestyle of just sexual immorality for your whole life it, it can cause you to go to hell man it can cause you to go to hell sister and right now we have people ministering right that's why if you have a man of God who's in fornication, if you have a woman of God who's have a lifestyle of fornication, that's why you get a whole church that's freaky. That's the spirit they're ministering. That stuff is real. They're ministering those things. They're ministering that, hey, it's cool. It's a Jezebel spirit. It talks about that in Revelation. Are you saying those people can't be at No, I'm not saying they can't come to church. Church is the best place for these people to be. But I'm saying if you want to be, if you're up there leading and preaching and you have a lifestyle of this, hey, sit down. Come here. Hey, come here. Let me talk to you. Hey, 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 bro hey, brother. It, I understand. But you know, it's too many. They too many. You got too many up in here. Hey, sister. You got a deacon over there. You got brother over there. Sit down for a minute, okay? Get that right with God. Because the judgment of God. Hey, you don't want that. How you? I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. When you're doing that right there. Oh, yeah. When God come visit you, it ain't pretty. Yeah, God came and visit me. Mm-hmm. So, hey, if you're dealing with that, if you're a leader, you're dealing with that particular thing, go ahead and ask God to help you out with that and uh, sit down. Hey, watch this. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 3. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covenants must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. There shouldn't be, if you're a minister of God, there shouldn't be any woman in your congregation that can say, girl, let me tell you about him. If it ain't your wife. Let me tell you why it's important, my brothers. See, the church me and my wife go to, and I can go up there and preach this gospel boldly because I know I ain't in bed with none of them. I can look you in your eyes and tell you what thus says the Lord says because you don't got nothing on me. That is why it's important, my brothers, to uh, you're going to have to be not be among that. How can you discern? They start compromising the gospel. That sexual immorality spirit, 
Yeah, you got to be blameless. It's just what it is. That's what God called us to be, holy and blameless. You know, before he even called us to be Christian, Baptist, Pentecostal, he, he told us to be holy and blameless. Now, so I'm telling you, he said, hey, don't even let that be a name among you. So guess what? Some of us may got, you know, you got to start working on that reputation. See, when I fell in, uh, well, I was 26 when it happened. You feel me? Uh, I'm 36 now. That from 20, I had to work on my reputation. From there, from that time on, fell from grace. Man, I got to build back my reputation. Man, I got to become holy and blind. I, I got to be trusted in God's house again. And you got to work at it. You got to work at that. And God will reward you. All right. I'm, I'm almost Yeah, I'm almost done. Yeah, give me a couple more minutes. I'm almost done. I ain't going to say a couple more minutes because I'll probably be like, oh, he said a couple more minutes, a couple more minutes ago. All right. Gonna be a, so we're going to we're gonna have to check that, right, leaders? We're going to have to be checking that. I don't know what church you're going to be going to. My boy Jay, he always tells me to take my time. That's I'm telling y'all that that's... 17 years old, man. I, I'm telling y'all, God is calling the young people. When you tell the truth, the young people want to hear the truth. Hey, check this out, my brothers and sisters. So whatever church you're going to, you know, or wherever God go call you to be, hey, check it. Make sure, hey, them ministers ain't up there. You know, hey, man, you can't be doing all that, cuz. Where your wife at? Where your husband at? Are you married? Okay. Not saying you got to be married to be minister, but make sure they keep them accountable. That's our job. All right, next. Hey, if you're dealing with homosexual homosexuality, you got to sit down. You can't be up there witnessing and spreading that homosexual spirit amongst us. Nuh-uh. You got to sit down. Women, if you up there singing, but in the middle of the week, you up there playing with dildos and licking on coochies and doing all this nasty stuff with other women, you need to sit down somewhere. Fellas, if you up there ministering, if you up there preaching, if you up there singing, but in the middle of the week, you dressing like Nicki Minaj and all these, uh, and they, these, you part of the beehive and you talking about, oh, get it, and you up there twirling and doing all this stuff, sit down. Sit down. What's you kicking them out of church? Nope. Not doing that. Nope, not doing that because the church is the best place to be, to purify yourself, clean yourself up. But we, we, we can't have you up there ministering. I didn't see some of y'all ministering up there. I can tell y'all was in the club the way y'all up there moving. Some of these, y'all be busting moves up there, just giving yourself away. I'll be like, oh, yeah, they been in the club. I can tell the way they did that dip. <laughs> I can tell the way they just did that two-step. They been in the club this week. Sit up. You, come on. Come on. Come here. Come here. Come here. Sit on down. Yeah. Who go call it out? Who go call it out? Who go, who go consecrate the house of God? Who go purify the house of God? 
Who gonna flip them tables over? Yeah, we like that. We like that chapter. But God said, I need some people who go really flip the cha chairs, tables over. Spiritually speaking, don't be going up in these places flipping these chairs. Stop now. I'm talking spiritual. We got we got uh people up there preaching. Man up there preaching, but they uh doing lap dances with man throughout the week. Booed up with a man, booed up with mustaches. Nah, man, sit down. Leviticus 18 and 22. You already know we go Leviticus, what kind of scripture this is. Made people mad, but we got to do it. You should not lie with a male as with a woman. It's an abomination. We got an abomination spirit witnessing to us and so if we got an abomination spirit witnessing to us preaching to us the whole church becomes an abomination i feel like it ain't i mean it's they life let them do them abomination when you hear people talking like that they are already up on the spirit of abomination i'm telling y'all this this word right here is strictly from god man take it accept it let it purify your mind, purify your heart, purify your conscience, purify your thinking. But God is saying it's an abomination. Listen to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying in Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 13. If a man lies with a male as with a woman, God saying if you lie with this man, you're rubbing your legs all against this man. I'm trying to make it plain for you. That's what some of these preachers are doing. And you know, see, mo majority of those times, that's why it's so many women that flocks to these preachers like this, because, you know, they, they love those little uh, Jezebel spirits. I call them male Jezebels. You know, they, they love. He's so stupid. He's stupid, man. They love them little male Jezebel spirits. Mm-hmm. They love them. If a man lies with a male as with a woman, both of them has committed a, a abomination. Both of them. That should surely be put to death. Spiritually speaking. Put it to death in the church. Get it out the church. Because it's going to contaminate the whole congregation. Do you believe what the spirit of the Lord is telling you? Do you believe this, man? I want y'all to really understand what God is saying to us, man. 2024, you're going to see a lot of abominations being Brought to the front for. I'm telling you. Why? Because God finna sit it down. He finna get the church in order. For his kingdom to be established. All right. Hey. All right. We, we keep moving and grooving. We almost. Hey, we almost at the finish line. I know you may be tired. I know you may be tired and hungry. Get through. Get through. Listen, if you're a leader, if you have a young person who a leader, right? 
If they lips are black, if you see burnt marks on their fingertips, okay, babe, come here. Are you wait? Are you high now? You can't get up there, man. Sit down. Uh uh. Are you high now? Sit down. And please don't tell me nothing about the Genesis. He created the herbs. Sit. <laughs> Sit down. God, you you got the temple of God. Listen, I'm not. If you want to smoke weed, do, hey. But sit down. Don't even get up there and testify. We don't need the 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 the, the doobies coming over us like that. We don't need the blueberry broke downs and all of the sweets the sugar swillows and the sushi sweets. We don't need that spirit over us right now. Sit down. <laughs> That's that stuff they don't like. Mm -mm, I know they don't like it, God. But go ahead and give them the word, though, then. Okay, I'll back it up with the word. First Peter 5 and 8. Be sober-minded. But I feel like when I'm high, I'm more, oh, uh, I can relax. I really be thinking deep. That's what you really want to say to God? Don't don't think about saying it to me. That sounded cute with your little bust-down girlfriends that you got. And she probably took it. That sounded cute with your little ABC one two three boyfriend you got, and he probably took it and thought it was cute. But is that what you want to bring to God? Think about it. Do you want to bring that explanation to God? Well, I think deeper, God. Would I'm okay. Let that be. But understand, He will sit you down. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. You know when you like that, you ain't watching like that. You're lazy. How You, you got to be in the spirit, leader. Come on. We got preachers up there. They, they getting ounces every week. They going to get an ounce every week. They up in the cigar club. Come on, we can't be in cigar clubs. If you somebody, look, this this goes for more than drug use. I'm talking. If you somebody who uh, loves popping pills, you love sipping on drink. I'm talking about a lifestyle of these things. This is what you do, man. Come sit down. Anybody who's going to be witnessing, anybody who's going to be living this life and, I mean, ministering to the people, because we're trying to get the people out of bondage. How are you going to get the people out of bondage? And you're in it, my brothers, my sisters. Sit down for a little bit. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Just sit down. Yeah, go ahead and, you know, digest and, here, drink some of this water. Drink some of this cranberry juice. Do it for about a couple of months, and we'll come back and revisit, okay? Keep writing your songs, though, and keep preparing your sermons. But right now, just sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, drink a lot of water and cranberry juice and keep going to the bathroom, and we'll see what God has to say in a couple of months. Okay. And let them sit.
I told you guys sit me down for 10 years, man. He not playing. I'm trying to give y'all the heads up before he come holler at you. I'm trying to see, I'm that, listen, 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 you know, in, in the street way, in the street world. So they'll, they'll have the, the top, the top, you know, kingpin or somebody like that. If somebody owe him money, right. He'll send his soldiers out first. He'll say, Hey, I need you to go tell him if they don't have this and that and that and that, you know what I'm saying? Next time it's going to be trouble. So I come with the word and I rush you up a little bit. Boom. See, God got soldiers like that in his kingdom. He'll come. They'll just come rough you up with the word. Just bow, bow. Just, ah, ah, ah. And you'll be, okay, I'm going to pay him back. I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to give him my. <laughs> I want to talk to my, my, Shout out to Salinas. But that's what we do. Now, what you think going to happen if you don't pay up? I got to go back to the boss and tell him, man, they said they ain't, they ain't worried about it. Man, then he coming. So I'm just roughing you up a little bit with the word. All right? So if you part of the drug use game, you, you, you love the drugs. Hey, hey, Galatians 5 and 21. Envy, drunkenness. Look what God say. Orgies. And things like this. He said, I warned you. As I warned you before, he said, I warned you already that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So they up there ministering the kingdom of God, but they don't even have it. They don't even have it. Your leaders, listen to me, my, my, my chosen people of God. The leaders that you're around, they should believe that there's a hell. There's a hell. No, we don't, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know why we don't talk about it no more in the church, but there's a hell. Listen, if there wasn't a hell, why would I be on here preaching? Why would I even be trying to do, why would I be talking about repentance? There has to be something that puts fear in me. I'm talking, I'm just putting, I'm talking about me right now. If there wasn't no hell, man, I'm finna go ahead and do what I do. And I ain't being nice to nobody. If there wasn't a hell, if there wasn't consequences to not obeying God's word, we wouldn't be on the underground right now. What's the day is? Thursday? Oh yeah, you know you know what's up on Thursdays. They got some they got some nice ones, right? You know we out we we out there, but we know deep down inside. Nah, man, if we don't do right right here on this earth, man, some consequences. We got faith that there's a hell. We know, and I got the word to back it up. But Revelations twenty one and eight. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, for murderers. The sexual immoralities, those people, the freaks, the sorcerers, the idolaters, the idolaters, the liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Oh, that's scary. Matthew 10 and 28. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. He said, rather fear him who can destroy body and soul both in hell. Oh, that's scary. 
Mm-mm, I don't want that. Matthew 25 and 46 says, And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. What's he? I don't want eternal punishment. Mm -mm. Revelations 20 and 10. And the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur, where the beast and the false prophets were, and they will be tormented, tormented day and night, forever and ever, forever, forever, ever. What you mean you don't believe in hell? I just don't believe that God will. Man, well, why are he saying this in his word? Leaders, you got to tell people about this hell so they can know what's up. Matthew 25 and 41. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Revelations 20 and 15. If anyone... Name was not found written in the book of life. He was thrown into the lake of fire. Look at this, man. Nah, man. Ah, man. We not trying to go there, God. We not trying to go there, God. So the leaders, you got to let people know. Hey, 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 leaders. I need y'all to talk. Hey, every once in a while, let these people know about hell. Put some fear in their heart. You got to put fear sometimes in people's heart. Not a scary fear, a reverence. People need to reverence God's word. The way people act in these days, they must don't know it's a hell. And leaders, you got to believe that there's a heaven. You got to believe that there's a heaven. Right? You got to believe in John chapter 14 and 2. It says, in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? See, this is why we strive. This is why we keep going. Hey, we believe that there is a heaven. Can't talk to you about the hill without talking to you about the heaven. And can't talk to you about the heaven without talking to you about the hill, my brothers and sisters. Revelation 21 and 4 says, he will wipe every tear from their eyes. And death should be no more. Neither should there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Yes, God, this is why I turned from homosexuality. This is why I've turned from fornication. This is why I turned from the drugs. This is why I, I turned from falsehood. Because you're telling me about a heaven. First Corinthians in chapter 2 and verse 9 says, But as it was written, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor the heart of man can even imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. You can't even imagine it right now. And that's crazy, man. We can't even imagine it. Philippians 3.20, but our citizenship is in heaven. And from it, we await our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, God. Yes, God. You see what I'm saying, my brothers and sisters? got to tell the young people about this. You think it sounds crazy. You may think, man, they don't want to hear about that. Man, I'm telling you, these young people want to hear about it. Just be, just tell them the truth. Tell the children the truth. Tell them the truth. 
and you'll be surprised. You'll be so surprised how God will captivate their hearts and they'll begin to want more and more. You see what I'm saying? And you got to tell the leaders about repentance. Acts 3.19, repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. Acts 2 and 38, and Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Church, leaders, we got to believe in a message of repentance. That's how everything gets started. That's how we receive the kingdom of God. We must preach this message of repentance. People have to turn from their lifestyles. They have to turn from their old ways in order to receive the gift of God. And if you're a leader, you must believe that. You must preach that. You must live that. You must uplift this message to a dying world that's going to hell. I appreciate y'all for coming out out to the underground a place to hear the word of god before you go six feet underground this was the place to get into the word of god and i'm sure that the word of god got into you who am i i'm still a voice in the wilderness of the world saying repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand i love y'all i'm out